0: Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan VanderLeek, founder of True Balance International and TransformationGoddess.com. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Faye Jones. Faye is the mom of a wonderful 13-year-old daughter a practicing acupuncturist, and the author of When Stress Makes You Sick. An absolute self-care junkie, she preaches that self-care equals self-love and, and deeply believes that that is the cornerstone of all healing and wellness. Teaching and living these skills and concepts is the basis of all of the work that she does, whether it's with her patients, her students, or even with her daughter. Faye is passionate about life and she loves out of the box approaches to education, yoga, and travel. Welcome, Faye.
1: Thank you for having me, Shan. It's so nice to be with you again.
0: It really is. I was trying to remember when we we first talked for Anxiety Slayer a while back when you published When Stress Makes You Sick and I just did I think it was last year sometime, so really grateful that that you said yes and that you're joining us at Transformation Goddess and Look forward to um, spending the next half hour with you. I'd love to begin with the question that I always begin with as I'm talking to goddesses around the world. And that is what personal transformation have you experienced over the last 12 months?
1: When you first approached me with that question, Shan, I burst out laughing because the truth is there's very little that hasn't changed. In the last 12 months, it's been really an, an interesting year for me, and I use that word um, in the way that most people use that word. Uh, this summer, before la- this past summer, I, like you said, I wrote that book, When Stress Makes You Sick, and I feel like for the nine months after that book was published, it was almost like I was on a mission to just see how true that is that stress makes you sick. I was. It was kind of craziness. I was going through something in my life, and I'm not exactly sure what it was. But I was not respecting my own boundaries. I was overcommitting to just about everyone in my world, but myself. Um, and I especially threw myself into a volunteer position doing, excuse me, fundraising at my daughter's school. So adding that into everything else that was going on in my life, I was seriously. And in the middle of all of that, I feel like I just I didn't have really great judgment about where I wanted to go with my business. And I was spending a lot of energy spinning my wheels and and being pretty ineffective in what was going on. And truly, everything in my life felt like it was to the extreme. And everything in my life suffered my business, my health, even my marriage suffered in this whole process. So At the end of the school year, I kind of, I drew the line in the sand and I said, no, you know what? This summer is about regrouping and restoring all the self-care routines that I talk about in my book. It's like, start living it, babe. Um, And, you know, I did continue to see patients, but I was really limiting my hours. I slept in every morning. I was taking great care of myself. I was meditating. Um... I made a lot of changes, and one of the big ones was reintroducing the word "no" back into my vocabulary.
0: Good for you.
1: That was a big one, um, and you know, I was really clear that I had to get focused on where I wanted to put my energies. And so, I sat down with a mentor of mine, and she said, "Hey, what are your priorities?" And I'm sure you've heard this before, Shan, but she. She said to me, check your calendar and your checkbook if you really want to know what's important to you. <laughs> and so I was looking at the places where I was spending my time and spending my money and spending my energy and the thoughts that took up my world, my reality, and everything revolved around my daughter and her education, but education in general, like even the education part of what I was doing with my patients. And the funny thing is I've overheard myself saying for the last few years that if I had a chance to, you know, quote, unquote, do it again, I'd choose a career in education. So I started to look at alternate realities and came up with a pretty radical shift in direction. And out of that Soul searching time. Our new baby, the Global Kitchen Project, was conceived, and um, you know, to to follow that metaphor, I'm I'm happy to report the pregnancy is going well.
0: Oh, that's really great. That's wow. Talk about a, a tumultuous year, huh? And then to yeah. and then to come around <laughs> to to have this new inspiration. Tell us tell us about the inspiration for the Global Kitchen Project. I'd love to learn more.
1: Well, you know, years ago, when my daughter was still a little girl, I promised myself that I would travel with her by the time she turned 14. And I know you and I have girls about the same age, so you may understand why I chose that number. That is, um, you know, after about the age of 14, they don't appreciate the time with mom in the same way. Right. Right. <laughs> So I was doing it kind of selfishly, but I I kind of drew that line and said, you know, I want to do this by the time she turns 14, and that's coming up in June. So I wanted her to have the experiences that I've had traveling. I did a lot of traveling when I was younger, and I feel like it changed my perspective on everything. So she is already somebody who's obsessed with travel and language and other cultures, And, you know, I just wanted her to have her own version Uh. of all of the wonderful experiences that I've had traveling. But there was one minor detail, and that was the way that I've got my business set up, I have to actually be here creating money and to be creating the budget that would make it possible to travel. So I was feeling like, all right, well, you know, I'm not the person who can just drop everything and you know, take it from the trust fund, I'm going to have to get creative. So we started brainstorming and visioning, and I don't know if you've ever visioned with a 13-year-old, but it's brilliant. Uh. It's brilliant because they don't, they don't think, oh, but we can't do that. We've got to, to be so creative, and we've got to just throw out ideas and, and, and create that space of there are no bad ideas. So we started to look at our resources and the things that we were passionate about. So for her, she loves to travel. She loves to cook and meet new people. She's very easy with people, and and she's somebody who makes them feel very comfortable, like immediately after she's met them. Uh. And she cares about the world, and she has opinions about the world, and she's a performer. She's done musical theater for the last seven years, and she loves to be in the spotlight. So we put all those skills together, and we came up with this idea that has turned into our passion project. And the Global Kitchen Project is actually it's a kid-to-kid outreach program where we're going to travel to different countries, and we're going to connect with at least one host family in each country. And Sydney's going to get to spend some time with the kids, Learn about their lives, what they think is important, how they feel about the world they're about to inherit, and what they do for fun. So she's going to get a chance to do some of those fun things, see some of the local sites with the kids, and then she's going to cook with the family.
0: Wow.
1: And so we set this up into a show format where we're going to video the whole thing because we really thought that other kids would enjoy being part of this
0: experience. Oh, yeah.
1: While we're on the road, we're going to put together quick shows for a YouTube show. And then when we get home, we're going to sit down with a professional editor and go through all the footage and put together the six or seven or eight shows for season one. And our goal, we have a couple of goals. First of all, we want to travel in this way every summer. And Um. her winter breaks all through her high school years. Wow! What
0: that's That's so incredible!
1: You know what? I'm loving that you're reacting this way because (laughs) every single person that I talk to about this responds in this way. Yeah. And the thing that I think is sort of my stealth goal, and I think that this is you know where my love of education comes in, and my my desire for you know, a better planet for my child. My hope is that, you know, these kids who are the future keepers of our planet, you know, my goal is to, to expose them to other ways, other ways that people do things, other languages, other cultures, and, you know, start to foster some respect for the differences, But at the same time, just really begin to recognize just how much we have in common.
0: What a beautiful, what a beautiful, beautiful project. I'm so excited for you. Thank you.
1: you. And for your daughter. it's, It's such a cool thing because I feel like it's an amazing way to create more peace in the world. Oh, yeah. And promote more collaboration in the world and to... To just kind of wake kids up to how small the world is. Mm-hmm. So that that is our baby. That is the baby that we are working on right now.
0: That is extraordinary, and I just really look forward to following your journey and what happily supports you in any way I can is as, as you and Sydney uh, embark on this great Thank adventure. You.
1: How great. Thank you. I'm, I'm very, very excited about this. And every time we sit down to kind of organize our thoughts around it and determine, you know, what's our next step? What do we have to do now? How do we, how do we move forward with this? We get so amped up about it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so it's fun. You know, we, we talked about it for a long time before we let anybody else in on it. And we're starting to let people in and getting such great feedback and great ideas and resources and, you know, ways of making it even better.
0: Sure, sure. So it's fun. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll make sure to do a follow-up with you as, as things unfold. Thank you. So I would like to know, and I'm sure our listeners would too, as a self-care junkie, what are some of your favorite sacred feminine rituals?
1: Oh, you know, for me, Shan, it's yoga. Yoga is my longstanding commitment to myself. Um, several years ago, I decided to embark on a daily yoga practice, and it has changed my life. Um, And I think that, you know, when when things were kind of unraveling a little bit last year, I was still doing my yoga every day, and that's the only reason, I think, that I didn't completely implode. Sure. And I have a very fun anniversary coming up, and it works out to to be on a cool day. On the last day of the year this year, the 31st of December, I'm going to be celebrating a thousand days in a row, daily yoga practice. So it's, you know, it's it's changed everything. Um, yeah. It's changed my way of looking at life. It's changed my ability to kind of turn the corner quickly and regroup. It's changed how grounded I feel in any given moment. And I can access that because I have gone there. Right. And just, you know, it's like, like putting in my book, I talk about creating that rut, but like in a really positive way, so that you can get there quickly. You know.
0: Mm. So That's, that's wonderful. my big
1: one. But you know, I know you talk a lot about this this energy of the sovereign goddess, and I think that that is just another way of. of Saying your personal power mm-hmm. is that? Does that yes, your you? your
0: your freedom, your personal power. How you claim that? How you show up from a place of authenticity versus what people think you should be doing or how you should be showing up. You know that S that S word.
1: <laughs> yeah, that S word. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because when I think about power. I think that, you know, the way we're brought up to think about power is more like masculine power. It's more like, um, taking the bull by the horns and, uh, um, you know, forcing things, making things happen. My feeling about that feminine energy is it's more like connecting with the
0: present moment. Oh, yeah, I agree.
1: Plugged into the possibilities and allowing yourself to attract
0: <laughs>
1: what's already there.
0: Absolutely. And and that that's sense. oh, of course it does. It we when we really allow ourselves to embody being a sovereign goddess, everything changes. It's it's no longer about doing and pushing and, and making things happen. It is absolutely about allowing and unfolding and attracting and really having a, a good understanding of of basically what you went through the last 12 months to come out clean on the other end with, with your new plans and, and how you wanted to move forward with your life.
1: Being a practitioner of Chinese medicine, I am really into the idea of the yin and the yang. And mm. there's a time for that yang oh, yeah. to make things happen, but there's a time for that regrouping and... um kind of rebuilding and allowing and attracting, becoming aware of and appreciating the blessings that already are. And I think that's that's some of what I do to kind of uh, embrace that in my life.
0: Beautiful. Tell us how you support women to embrace their divinely feminine spirit.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, It's funny because a, a large percentage of my patients are women. And I think if you talk to them or any of my clients, my daughter, her friends, my nieces, my girlfriends, they will all tell you I'm like the biggest girl power advocate. I really, especially with my patients, and I talk to them a lot about maintaining a solid self-care practice. We work with that a lot. And also just discovering and connecting to your passion because if you don't have that, you don't really have reason to get up out of bed in the morning. And there's no way to live an authentic life unless you know who you really are and what's really important to you and then live from that construct. And that's, that's kind of what I've been rebuilding as well. So I find that whatever I'm working on seems to be the thing that my patients are working on as well. Uh Um, You know, and and when it comes to self-care, I, you know, obviously most people know about lifestyle changes like food choices, moving your body regularly, sufficient rest. Um, You notice I didn't say diet and exercise. (laughs) Right. Choices and moving your body, right? That's a much nicer way to be with yourself as you make those kind of changes. But I also teach the major tenets of my book,
0: uh-huh. mindfulness
1: practices, meditation, gratitude practices, the importance of staying inspired and connected to your people, your tribe, your support network. So all of that is, is kind of the way that I encourage women to, to find that for themselves, too. Mm,
0: excellent. Excellent. I know you have some free gifts to share with the Transformation Goddess community. I'd love for you to tell us what they are.
1: Well, I have two special offers for your lovely listeners. One of them is free and one of them is darn near free. The first one is a really great way to help you stay plugged into your own passion, up the ante on your self-care practices, because when you keep self-care a priority, it puts you in a position of strength brings you into the present moment in ways that help you connect to that passion and what I'm offering is the Kindle version of my book, When Stress Makes You Sick and special offer for your lovely listeners is that it's going to be half price for two weeks after this show. So that's only $2.49 for the electronic version of this book that can get you thinking about different ways of being with yourself. You can take advantage of this offer at WhenStressMakesYouSick, all one word, .com. The second offer is actually, and I love doing this this time of year, it's a 30-day gratitude challenge. So when you sign up at www.WhenStressMakesYouSick.com forward slash gratitude, you'll get an email delivered into your inbox each day for 30 days. And each day's message contains a prompt that sets you up to journal about the things and the people and the situations that you're grateful for.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for making time today to share your story, to share everything that you've been moving through and creating and experiencing. And we really look forward to staying in touch and learning more about how the Global Kitchen Project unfolds. And uh, really, really great to connect with you again.
1: Shan. it was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. You're invited to visit TransformationGoddess.com to receive Shan's enchanting four-part audio series for supportive practices to awaken your inner goddess.